You're listening to your Dental Top 5 podcast with Amanda Hill, informing you on the top trends in dentistry every Thursday. Brought to you by the creators of A Tale of Two Hygienists podcast. And now, here's your host, Amanda Hill. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Your Dental Top 5, where we take trending topics in dentistry and break them down into five usable highlights that you can take back to your op, your life, or just look smarter at your next dinner party. I'm your host, Amanda Hill. So this week's episode, we're going to talk about some kind of out-of-the-op opportunities, but still using our in-the-op knowledge, which is awfully fun because, you know, we get to show people how darn smart we are. So to do that today, I have brought along a buddy, Charlotte Sterk, to talk to us about the top five ways to educate the public outside the office. So Charlotte, thanks so much for coming on today. Hello, Miss Amanda. Thank you for having me. I am excited about this topic um, because I, I think it's an important one. And it's certainly by doing this, by educating the public outside of the practice, it's a great way to move us from toothpickers, right? Right. To, yeah, uh, exactly. to maybe people that know stuff. Yeah. And it and it also, it, it gets you outside of your typical surroundings that you might get kind of tired of, or you feel like you want to do a little more or, you know, patients that are in your chair, they have a dentist. They're getting the help that they need. So I think as far as being really impactful, you can reach an audience that maybe they haven't been to the dentist in years. And maybe they just need someone that's not poking and prodding them that, you know, at the time. And they can take that information and, and take better care of themselves and, and find a dentist based on what they learn from you. Absolutely. I love getting into a conversation in the toothpaste aisle uh, of the grocery store. Um, oh, I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, you're not the I'm only like, one. Oh, Good. just uh, by the way, I'm you know, hey, sorry to be weird, but um, I know a lot about that thing that you're holding, and uh, if you, you know, if you want my recommendation, I I'm here for you. I can I can help you. <laughs> as long as it's very embarrassing cat, for good. the kiddos. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, so embarrassing. Okay, before we launch into all this, tell us a little bit about yourself and about your dental career journey because you have a pretty cool one, I think. Yeah, I think it's been pretty cool. You know, I um, I graduated from dental hygiene school here in St. Pete, Florida when I was 21 and just loved it, Lo- loved my 20 years clinical practice. And um, but all the while, you know, I've got a, a different part of my brain that these little light bulbs would go off pretty often. Uh, oh, I wonder what it's like to uh, own a jewelry business. Oh, I wonder what it's like to write a blog. Oh, I wonder what it would be like to uh, start a YouTube channel to, you know, write my own website, things like that. And so I would come home and spend hours doing these various little projects. And, you know, the family might wonder, like, why are, why are you doing that? You're not getting paid to do that. And I said, I don't question me. I don't know. It makes me happy. It just I, it frustrates me, but it makes me happy and it makes my brain. Um, you know, you can feel the you can feel the energy in your brain. You can actually feel the synapses firing. Absolutely. Learning and sharing things with other people. So um, a couple years ago, I actually got out of clinical practice. Wasn't really planning to, but I was given an opportunity to work for a dental implant marketing firm from home as an enrollment coach. And uh, so I was able to use all the clinical experience that I had to have kind of like a sales and marketing position uh, from, from my bedroom, which is amazing, you know, using all the technology that we have in the World Wide Web. So, but more recently, um, two years ago, I was offered the opportunity to work full-time to run a YouTube channel. 
which you would have asked me 10 years ago, like you're going to be running a YouTube channel about oral care products. And you're just going to be talking about all the nerdy stuff that you've been talking about for all this time that, that annoys your friends, but it's going to be to people that uh, also nerd out on those topics. Who would have thought that even I'm, existed a that right. job? Seriously. Right. It's honestly, it's it, all the things that I've been doing all these years that did not make sense suddenly just came together and make sense. And even though you had no idea how to do it, you said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. And, yeah. and you went forward. Well, you know, you've got out. you have YouTube videos that teach you how to do anything, anything. Yeah, anything. You've got Udemy courses that teach you how to build a website. You know, 13 um, year olds that know so much more than I. They know ever way more know. than any of yeah. us do. Those 13 year olds. Yeah. Just, and you just can not just really, learn They're it. not great about brushing and flossing, though. So that's no, where we well, become the expert. Yeah, I have two teenagers, so let's not dive into that <laughs> deep, deep hole. <laughs> Well, that segues really well back into our top five today about educating the public outside of the office. And I think right now, it, it, I don't know if you'll agree, it, it's even more important than ever because I think there's some studies out there. I've read some articles um, that some people are still afraid to come back into the dental office because, you know, COVID and we've talked aerosols and even even our fellow clinicians are afraid to come back into yep. the office. Um, I just read this morning in Dr. Bicuspid th- about the percentage of hygienists that haven't returned to clinical practice. I think they said one in 12. One in, one in 12. And, and I yeah. think uh, I read in a couple of different places, there are between 30 to 40 percent of patients haven't gone back to the dentist. You know, they're just they're waiting it out until they they feel safer. And the thing is, I think that science, if we really get down and we educate, Science is showing us that really it's not it's not nearly as a scary place as we thought it was. And there's some awesome, amazing products that have come out of um, all of this or maybe that even existed before this to help us create a safer environment. I know that our office has switched um, profi angles. We're using the young innovation splatter guard profi angle. So we're, you know, perhaps making less aerosols. And now I'm holding a high evacuation I love the one from Dove because it's disposable and it has a backflow preventer and it has that great wide mouth that I can use. And, and so, and we put in a new air filtration system. Like we've done a bunch of things in our office to make things safer on top of all the PPE I'm wearing. Yeah. It really has um, just the benefit of all this COVID nonsense. um, I'll just stop there is that it's, it really has catapulted uh, the industry forward, kind of forced the issue of using things that maybe we should have already been using. Um, and yeah, I just did a, did a little video about the, the Dove, um, with the backflow preventers, which that's something that a lot of people, even dental clinicians don't think much about. And it's, it's really gross. Uh, you know, if you think backflow in a straw and how gross you get when your toddler is going to maybe give you some backwash or backflow, you don't want that to happen in the dental office, even if it's your own. No, no. And no matter how often you try to tell the patients not to close down, they They're still do, do it. it. You're like, don't yeah. do it. They're no. going to do it. No, you don't know what just happened there. <laughs> so gross. Gross. Yeah. So, it, you know, those, those um, different techniques and, and just being more mindful um, is amazing. But I, I think to your point, they've proven that the dental office is one of the safer places for you to be. I mean, I've heard so many stories about patients um, getting COVID not in a dental office and clinicians not getting COVID at the dental office. It was answering the door, spending five minutes with someone, you know, just in, in fairly close contact. So you're, you're really safe at the dental office. 
Because we're smarties, man. And speaking yeah. of smarties, let's talk about the top five ways to educate the public outside the office. Because, again, we know stuff. So what's we number know. one? Okay. Number one, I would say, would be um, volunteering in the community. There are a ton of opportunities to do this. And I think this is a great way to start uh, for clinicians that are already used to that one-on-one interaction and like eye contact with people and talking with people in person. Schools are never going to turn you down if you call and say, I want to do a teach-in. Assisted living facilities, they need help teaching staff and patients how to take better care of themselves, especially when it comes to the oral systemic link. Um, You know, libraries, the YMCA, you've got um, fitness centers. There are just, you really can look at the, does anybody read the phone book? (laughs) I was going to say, pick up your phone book. Maybe, maybe not so much. Um, I'm old. Maybe a little Googling. Do a little Googling. Little Google search, and you're going to find opportunities where you can just extend what you're already doing for patient education with strangers. And I know we have to, uh, you know, incorporate social distancing, but with all the virtual options that we have now, you can do Zoom calls. You know, you can you can put on a little virtual seminar, and people will help you advertise that, and you can show your face as an authority on this topic because you are. And then I think that's going to help spark your interest for what you're doing. It does. It really does keep you excited. And I think it, it helps remind you that you know stuff. I think sometimes we forget like just how much we do know. And every year I make a point to do Children's Dental Health Month. Um, and, and I was just in the classroom, zoomed into a kindergarten classroom and got to talk to all the kindergartners about why we brush our teeth. And I sent in toothbrushes and they were so excited to show me their toothbrushes and show me their teeth. And um, and when I've done it in person, like then for like the next week, I'm like the tooth fairy. Anytime the kids see me again, they're oh, like, yeah. it's the tooth lady, which is always. And exciting. what a nice so break away from their normal routine. They love to yes. see new faces. It's good for everybody. It's good for everybody. And the teacher, even when I zoomed in uh, yesterday, she uh, said, oh, my goodness, I'm going to go to the bathroom. So <laughs> she got to go to the bathroom. That's because a I sad zoomed state in. of affairs, but it's sad the truth. State of affairs. Yeah. <laughs> Just like a dental hygienist. You don't even exactly. have time for a potty break. <laughs> no time. Well, what's number two? Number two, health fairs. It's, it's a whole separate entity that you are able to get out into the community. But um, I've had experience with this. And. Uh, something really positive came out of me volunteering for this health fair. I was across uh, the aisle from a, a bone density and uh, supplement type company. And so they did an owner scan. I was 35 at the time. And she print the report out and she says, oh, my gosh, you need to see your doctor. You have low bone density. I didn't think anything of it. I thought they're going to sell me some supplements. They didn't. Went to the doctor. And sure enough, at age 35, I was osteopenia, both hips. Whoa. So that led me to start running. I didn't take any medication. All I did was start running to get, you know, force those bone forming cells, those osteoblasts to get going. Um, and now I my bone density is perfect. That's so great. Yeah. So awesome. I, I have been able to there. roll that in to how I talk to patients about bone density and how it works and how the, the, the jaw on your bone can grow faster than any other place in your body. It's amazing. And at that health fair, I was able to share that with people in person and then educate those that didn't have a dentist yet why they need to get to a dentist and, you know, how it's not so scary and just give them a friendly face and and some good information. So that was a, a great way to, to volunteer my time. I think, I think that's so huge it. to let people know that 
it's not nearly as scary as you think they are. When they meet somebody awesome like you, they're like, oh, wait, I want to go there. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Like, she'll tell me a joke while I'm in the chair. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) So what's number three? Number three, so uh, blogging of any sort. You can have a personal blog. You can guest blog. You can be a ghostwriter. I've done all of those things. Um, And so you can do that for free, or you can find opportunities to get paid because you are an authority on a topic. Um, you know, you, you can find, uh, and anybody can contact me after the fact to to find out how I got kind of sneaky about finding those opportunities. Um, but that's a really nice creative release and it's, it's an easy transition for something outside of the, the clinical operatory, because it's something that you already know about and you just started the basics, educate people, you know, like Fred, the plumber down the street, he doesn't know about dentistry, but you do, and he can find your blog and you can be helpful to him. Yeah, I think that's a nice. You can even just make some good Facebook posts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and that takes us into the other other part of it. So if you don't want to have a website or blogs, social media of any kind, and I would, I would, I would include everything from Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Hell, I mean, I've seen some amazing TikTok videos that are very simple but just punchy, and they're they're helping educate a younger crowd that otherwise might not care about cavities and what might happen to their gums down the road but it gets yeah. their attention millions of kids you know teens are watching them on tiktok man and now then, i want to do a tiktok with like some ph strips and like take yes. a sip of like energy drink and then show them how the ph in my mouth dropped that exactly good TikTok. somebody that's make that you, send it that's to me. how you get to them and i i have two teenagers and although i've made tiktok tiktok not as cool for them um you have to get at certain categories of patients where there already are. And social media is where they're, they're hanging out. That's where they yep. go for information. Yep. That makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. All right. Well, what's, uh, what's number five? Okay. So this would be based on how comfortable you are doing this. But radio and um, being a guest on a TV spot is also a possibility. You just, there are opportunities out there. Um, usually it's a local uh, type event first, um, but you can reach out to your, you know, radio hosts and and health and wellness segments on television and become a guest and show them that you're an expert and help help reach an even broader audience. That's a good way for you to get more comfortable in front of the camera too. You know, it's funny. For the longest time, I I struggled with the term expert. It's it's really hard to think of myself as an expert, but it is amazing. Right. I want to tell everybody that's listening, you know things that that you think everybody knows but they don't know and so you are indeed an expert for sure so don't yeah. don't doubt your your expertness uh um, right. by any even means even simple things like there are three layers of a tooth most people don't know that until they see it and until you really explain it to them yeah so yeah. so yeah you're an expert for more than you don't just have to know that. everything but no. you know a lot exactly yeah for sure so yeah when you own that you know, Matt Crispine had a great idea. Um, he talked about reaching out to your local legislatures and letting them know that you're an expert in dentistry and that they, if they ever had a bill come across that they needed to run something by somebody, that you were available to kind of give your feedback. And what a cool opportunity that would be. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So that's I a great opportunity. So there's, a, you could see there's just, there's, we could do a top 20, honestly. I think we could. <laughs> it was hard to come up with a top 10, but yeah. there are just so many opportunities to, um, to, to put a little spark in your everyday and, and to do something outside of the, the dental office where you work. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, 
if you need new patients, then that might bring new patients into your practice, but it just might help people just get healthier in general, which isn't that what we all want. Yes, exactly. Well, let's review the top five. So number one was school, volunteering at schools or centers or different things like that, but doing some volunteering. Number two, community health fairs. I really like that one. That's a fun one. Let's make COVID go away so we can get those back. Right. Number three is personal or guest blogging or ghostwriting. That's uh, number four, social media. And number five is local radio and TV. Well, Charlotte, this has been a super fun list. I like this cool way to kind of show what we know and help people at the same time. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you for having me, Amanda. If people want to reach out to you, how can they find you? They can usually find me by email. Um, and that would be charlotte at charlottesmiled.com. Of course, awesome. Charlotte Smiled is also my social handle. So, you know, you'll see me out there trolling the internet a little bit. There you go. Or you can check out your awesome uh, burst videos on YouTube. Yes. They're yes. super fun. I did one once for her. It, it was, was amazing. It was Actually, really I think good. I did too. <laughs> you did too. Yeah. Waterlines. Oh, we'll have to do it. I totally one. nerded out on that one. That was fun. I know. I love I will the have you lines. anytime. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm digging into suction lines now. Yes. So we'll get into that now. Okay. Well, everyone, we all know that only four out of five dentists could agree. So if you have an idea for this top five, or you have an idea for a whole nother top five, email me at amandahillrdh at gmail.com. And we'll be sure to include your dental top five. Make it a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of your dental top five. Be sure to join us next Thursday to hear more from Amanda. 